I feel a little bad. We can let Kid Cuddy play in the background a little bit. I feel a little bad about not giving out my parlay tonight. Because we do these on Thursday Night Football. Um, You're just not not that confident in uh, tonight's no, I parlay? No, I am. I'm just, I've just really liked the first hour. Usually, you're just really excited about it. I it's am like excited. the first thing you always tell me when I walk in the building. I know. Instead, I want to know if you were a robe guy or if you were uh, if you thought November was underrated. But tonight I have DeAndre Hopkins anytime touchdown. I believe in Will Levis and DeAndre Hopkins. There's been a lot of frustration built up with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. And last week I know DeAndre Hopkins went nuts. Three touchdowns, whatever. Um, DeAndre Hopkins over 53 and a half receiving yards. DeAndre Hopkins over three and a half receptions. And Will Levis over 201 and a half. He threw for 199, I believe, last week. Um, Heavy on D-Hop, huh? Yeah. I just I'm I'm riding that connection. I like I like that three and a half. That yeah. seems low to me. Fifty three and a half seems low. Because he's agree. not one of those guys like a Devontae Adams who can get like fifty three on one catch, especially now that he doesn't have Dar- uh, Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. Which we're gonna get into that whole hilarious situation. How about that last night? Overnight. Ooh. Hey, yeah, by the way, be. Raiders have finally fired Josh McDaniels and the GM. So we'll dive into that a little and bit later. The offensive coordinator. Everybody. Just cleaned house. And now you know? Pierce is in there just changing up. Put a right. basketball goal in the locker room. We'll get into all that a little bit later. But DeAndre Hopkins anytime. DeAndre Hopkins over 53 and a half. DeAndre Hopkins over three and a half receptions. And 201 and a half for Will Levis. So let's uh, let's ride this uh, mayo drinking coffee guy. You're not feeling um, the uh, Pittsburgh's defense? They're really not as good as you think. I mean, they're really, they're really I was not. giving you the numbers earlier. I know that they're, they're what, four and three? How? I don't know, but mm-hmm. yes. Um... But if you if you want some stats to back up those uh, those legs of the parlay, so Pittsburgh's defense gives up 401 yards per game. That's 30th in the NFL. They give up 245.4 in the air. That's 24th in the NFL. Rushing yards they allow 137.1. That's 27th in the NFL, and they give up a whopping 21 points per game. Good for 18th in the NFL. So again. I look for them to get the running game going, which then opens up DeAndre Hopkins and let Will Levis keep feeling himself, right? This is one of your typical um, quarterback competition games, right? This is a this is a chance to get to 500. Tennessee, we know, has struggled with Tannehill at quarterback. They brought in DeAndre Hopkins. Everybody questioned why D-Hop went to Tennessee. Like, why would he go there? It's Money. Tannehill, right? Exactly. And then Will Levis last weekend. Oh, I got I to gotta prove my point. I got to prove what Dusty Likens says on the Fantasy Football Sunday show every Sunday when it's on. Brought to you by Twin Peaks, each drink, scenic views, that when a backup quarterback comes in, he tends to find wide receiver one. Depending on when the ball gets there or if he's able to catch the ball, the targets are always there, and DeAndre Hopkins lit it up last week. So that's your your parlay tonight. Something that kind of... Oh, by the way, I did ask Pete Sweeney because he and I always trade parlays. I asked if he was a robe guy. He said, not really. He said the girlfriend, big robe person. But he says if he stays like at a hotel, he'll he'll robe That's it up. That's what I said. Oh. I mean, I'll, I'll hotel-wise, yeah, but at home. But you look forward to that hotel robe. Imagine if you had that hotel robe at the house. It hits different, though. It hits different. Does it? It's true. You're safe in that hotel room. You're not safe at home. And you have a kid, it's going to get older. Or that child is going to get older. I mean, I prefer it as an it. It's a very beautiful child. It's a she, but thank you. Yeah, she is going to get older. But this game coming up on Sunday, 
kind of gives you the the feel that it's professor and student, and that's not um, that's not a hurtful sort of thing to say to Mike McDaniel. I like that dude. I know a lot of people think he's hard to like. You know the the greasy, slicked over hair, the the 80s porn sunglasses that he wears, the watch that's not expensive, or the watch that is expensive, but it looks like it's a, you know, a Dennis Hopper gold watch from the movie Speed, the joggers on the sideline. He's actually a good dude. Um, He's a recovering alcoholic, if you didn't know. Uh, Doesn't drink anymore. And he's one of those guys in the storyline that you like to see. It's just kind of disguised behind a bunch of confidence and arrogance that is, I guess, well-deserved. He's developed an offense. He's he's mastermind what he likes. Now he's got to be the defense for me to kind of put him up in the upper echelon of of next and coming coaches. But his first year in the league went to the playoffs. They did lose. He's got a top tier team this year with their record at six and two. Just hasn't beaten a top tier team yet, in my opinion. Buffalo, Philadelphia fell short. And he's one of those guys that is, you know, I don't think he's pining to belong. I don't think that's how coaches are. Like, I don't think Sirianni was like, if I don't beat Andy Reid, I'm, you know, I'm worthless. I don't think that's the mentality that they have. But this is one of those games where it's two different backgrounds for two different coaches. Right? Andy Reid, the traditional route, play football, became a tight ends coach, offensive line coach, offensive coordinator, head coach, and then the greatness that is what we see today in Andy Reid. And Mike McDaniels is one of those guys, it's kind of like the new era of coaches, right? Grew up playing video games. Realized that you could incorporate some of that tactic into an actual real-life scenario, and it can actually work if you put in the time and the effort and the, the creativeness that comes with all of that. And so far, it's worked, right? He's been a good head coach. Some people may not like him, might rub you the wrong way. I can't help that. But Andy Reid in this situation, and I don't know if there'll be a topic about it eventually, but this is one of those times where Andy can teach the kid a few things. And again, that's not a shot at Mikey. This is just a fun little matchup here from the head coach perspective. And like we've said earlier, Andy the professor and Mike the up-and-coming or the, you know, the the teacher-in-waiting, the, the um, you know, the intern into the world of what can be like, here's what, here's what it takes to be considered one of the best in the league. Here's what it takes to get to Jim Harbaugh. I'm sorry, John Harbaugh, Andy Reed, Mike Tomlin, guys like that. And this kind of gives me something to look for, right? Like I know Andy Reed isn't at anywhere near a line of arrogance or super you know, confidence. It doesn't scream, you know, look at that grin that he's given. Look at that. But he does at times kind of flex ever so often. We've seen it before. When he played Shanahan in the Super Bowl, he ran that Rose Bowl play in the Super Bowl. Had enough confidence and enough swag in his play calling ability and his team's ability to score and be that team that he could go out there and execute that play and make it work, right? John Gruden, not really a kid at the time when he did the round the around the stadium, the bus go round and round move, 
but that's him being kind of, hey, I, I'm going to show you something that I can do that, you know, I've been in this league quite some time. Right? He's like that guy at the gym that might be a little bit older, a little more heavier set than others at the gym. But when he subs in, you're like, oh, this guy's fundamentally sound. He can set a pick. He can roll. He can shoot the mid-range jumper. And he can hang with all these other people because we forget that he's got the fundamentals down. He's got the game down. But I like how there's this veteran coach versus a guy trying to prove that he can make it in the next name of coaches. He wants to be in that category with a Sean McVay, with a Nick Sirianni, with a Shanahan, those type of guys. The only problem is those guys have proven it. Sirianni's been to a Super Bowl. He's back to Super Bowl run-up with another good year. McVay's won a Super Bowl, been to two. And Shanahan's been to a Super Bowl and continued to keep this sort of new wave of offense that he's incorporated into the NFL alive. That's where Mike McDaniels wants to try to get to. That's where he's got to get. And if he's going to do that, he's got to prove it against a guy like Andy Reid. And again, I think when you look at the two coaches in this matchup, you obviously lean towards Kansas City side. But a little minute storyline that is developing when it comes to Mike McDaniel versus Andy Reid. Kind of dig it. On the other side, the Raiders are hysterically, historically amusing. From their owner to their coach's decisions to their ways they do things, the newest episode in the humorous novel that is the Las Vegas Raiders on the other side on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back here on After Hours, 610 Sports Radio, Julio Sanchez and Dusty Likens with you tonight. Julio, LeBron James was asked by Des Bryant, yo, King James, who you got tonight, Titans or Steelers? His response, I'm going Titans, bro. I think Will Levis keeps it going. No Mika Fitzpatrick hurts Pittsburgh. You know, indifferent, I guess. That's fair. Game has started. Third and six. Ball in the Pittsburgh 26. Kenny Pickett was a little bit of a streamer option this week in fantasy football. I passed. Yeah, I mean. I just don't trust him. He just doesn't have a Like, his ceiling is so low. Like, he's not going to go for 300 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. As we speak, he throws a 10-yard pass to Allen Robinson. For a first down. It's about as far as he goes. Yeah. Uh, what happened to Allen Robinson, by the way? He went to Chicago. That's what happened to Allen Robinson. Careers go to die. Yeah, he had Blake Bortles for that one year that Blake Bortles uh, had a former host on the station, keyword former, say that he could be Tom Brady if he beat the Patriots in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, that that man's not here anymore. Um, You can call me an ass for saying it that way, but it is what it is. Somebody from the A16 says, who doesn't like McDaniel? I hate the Dolphins, but he seems cool as hell. No, I mean, I just think that there's a lot of people that get, like, the misconception from him. He's just one of those guys that's comfortable doing what he does and how he does it, and some people just tend to hate that, and I don't understand it. I love his personality. It's great. I, I love it. He's, he's very he's brutally honest. And he's passive and sarcastic. Yeah. And there's n- hardly any of that in football. He 
He's so dry, too, like in a mm-hmm. weird way dry. Like I saw him come into his press conference yesterday, and he was like, I'm taller than you thought, aren't I? Yeah. Everyone, but in uh, did you see the Halloween costume with the little kid that was dressed yes. up as Mike McDaniel? Yes, and he even had the walk and everything. Oh, dude, the it run, spot on, and they man. cued it yeah, to the audio. He even had the watch. Uh, somebody says from the A16, uh, Mike McDaniel looks like a Wii character somebody made in 2007. It's true, it was like his head's bigger than the rest of his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I think the Nintendo Wii was great for like six months, it was something that was new. Not a lot of people had it. And then when you played it, you're like, so what's next? You're like, no, that's that's it. That's Wii Sports. All the tricks. Yeah, Wii Sports is all you need. I used to get down on that tennis I on know, Wii I was going to say, we used to, we used <laughs> to kill it. Bo- bowling was pretty good, too. Yeah, bowling was fun. It was all like baseball was fun. Bowling, golf, and tennis were all great. But then it was like, you know. I felt like it was capable of so much more. It just didn't, like, expand. Yeah. It didn't elevate yeah. to the next what it could have been. Because like then you tried to play, yeah, some shooting games or something like that, mm-hmm. and it just never worked out, man. Yeah. And then it was just like PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, some sort of Xbox thing. I don't know. I stopped playing video games a long time ago. Eight one six Dustman, what's your thoughts on the Chiefs D being able to contain Tyreek? We know him. Big fan. Thanks for the love. No, you thank you for the love. I appreciate the comment. Um, we talked about that a little bit earlier. We'll bring it back up. We talked about what's a comfortable number you're able to uh, give up to Tyreek. I said anything like under 100. Like if he has six for 88, I'm fine with that. Just don't let him have the Tyreek game that we've seen this year of already over 1,000 yards where he has the 11 for like 175 and two touchdowns. It's got to keep him in front. Right. That's all. Uh, Easier said than done. That matchup we'll talk about tomorrow night on After Hours, McDuffie versus Tyreek. Can't wait. I love it. You You want a shot at the title, McDuff. You put that on your resume. Somebody says, I play Call of Duty on the Wii. Don't knock it, man. I don't know. It'd be fun. Sure. Uh, something that's not fun is being a Vegas Raider fan. Because I always leave my phone uh, next to the night or on the nightstand, right? Next to the diffuser. Love that diffuser. Diffuser guy, huh? Big time. Mm-hmm. I got a sleep aid or a sleep night. It's like uh, lavender, citrus, and something else. I'm weird. They really work for you? Mm-hmm. It yeah. calms me. It's like putting a fan on. I don't have the fan on for the air. I have the fan on for the noise. That diffuser, that that sleep aid, I feel like the cartoon character where the steam goes to your nose. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> At least I tell myself that. It's comforting. It's soothing. You just got to make sure you oh, clean them works. out. You mm-hmm. don't clean out your diffusers. You're defeating the purpose. So I clean mine out once a week. Good for you. Responsible. But, yeah. It's adult-like. A good friend reminded me of that not too long ago. That she was like, make sure you clean that thing out. You don't know how dirty it is. I'm like, trust me. I'll clean it out. Um, but clean the, it out all right. <laughs> yeah. So the my phone, um, you know, in case of an emergency or whatever, and I unfortunately uh, live in sports media, so I have Adam Schefter and Rappaport uh, notifications on. So if it happens, I'll get like a ding, and it'll come up. And it happened, and I'm like, ah, it's just Schefter saying something about it. I don't care. And then it happened again. And I'm like, all right, hold on. Either someone's tweeting at me about something that I've either said or done or posted or something important's going on. So I rolled over, and boom, there it is. Raiders fired Josh McDaniels. And I just kind of sat up, and I'm like, wow, they actually did it. They finally did it. They fired Josh McDaniel. And then I started digging deeper, and I see from – on X or Twitter from ML Football, Raiders owner Mark Davis 
wrote a $45 million check in order to get rid of head coach Josh McDaniel per SI. Woo. Quote, Davis wanted stability within the organization, and he was trying to desperately to believe in the direction it was going. He just finally no longer believed. Because if you remember, if you rewind the clocks back a little bit, I think it was just last week, the Raiders had like an open forum meeting where players could get up, voice their frustrations, and from what I read and the stuff that I had seen, it basically was like a roast of Josh McDaniels. Like Max Crosby stood up, said his, you know, whatever. Josh Jacobs stood up, said his piece, and Devontae Adams stood up and said his piece. And it seemed that the common denominator was like everybody was frustrated in game planning, execution, and like offensive responsibility. Because they'd only scored like 21 points once, and that's because or over 20 points once, and that was because Max Crosby got a safety on a New England quarterback at the end of the game. And they went from 19 to 21. That's the only time they scored more than 20 points, and it was because of a safety at the end of a game. And the funny thing about this is that we knew this was coming. And before the reports were like, well, the Raiders can't for they can't fire him because um, – they don't have the money to. So now Antonio Pierce is in, GM's out, head coach is out. And you think to yourself, man, that's drastic. They just did this three years ago, right? Gruden got caught in some emails where he was rather racist, um, stereotypical about some things that he had said towards a certain demographic. And that was the end of Gruden. And I all, or I have my speculations that something happened where, you know, Gruden went into, you know, Davis's office and was like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to leave, you know, let's just make it fair. And then they had their whole situation and went on after that. And they took Mayock with him, GM gone, head coach gone. And this is all Mark Davis doing this. And then people like myself sit back and we think, okay, who's Vegas going to hire? They've got to get a coach. They're probably not going to pay Derek Carr in the off season. What are they going to do? And out of nowhere, they hired Josh McDaniels. And everyone just kind of has the same opinion, I think. Maybe it was it was very much the I same know, it's everywhere. Everybody. Yeah. It's everybody. Like, what the hell is he doing? And you think to yourself, well, you know, he failed in Denver, but he failed miserably. Only won 17 games. And then we're starting to see the same thing develop in, in Las Vegas. And in fact, Warren Sharp kind of had an hilarious tweet. As Warren Sharp said this about Josh McDaniels, he says, imagine getting a shot at being one of 32 NFL coaches and you voluntarily handcuff your career to Tim Tebow. Of course you get fired. You then wait over a decade to finally convince another owner to hire you and you voluntarily handcuff your career to Jimmy G wild. Not wrong. And I know there's a lot of people that would think to themselves, like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, coach and quarterback chemistry tends to work out in the NFL. Look at how Geno and Pete Carroll are working together. Look at how Brock Purdy seems to work with Shanahan's offense. Andy Reid Mahomes, whatever you want to use it. 
And it just never really ever, ever worked out, right, for Josh McDaniels. It never was going to work out for Josh McDaniels. And yesterday or last night or earlier this morning, according to our time zone, well, we found out that it doesn't work officially. Mark Davis might be one of the worst owners in football. Now, his WNBA team just won the title. Congratulations. He was out there getting jiving with all the ladies. Good for him. But this man has shown no sort of any trust, confidence of anything that he should be the owner of a team. Terrible. Doesn't have money for being a billionaire, supposedly. I don't know. Hired Josh McDaniel, got, got brainwashed, brought in Gruden, didn't do a background check, or maybe he's not supposed to. I don't know. You fire a head coach and GM twice within four years. That's on ownership. And the Raiders will continue to be. Now, we'll see what you know Antonio Pierce can do with this team. I know he had the fire. What do you use the cliche? He won the press conference. I hate that. Oh, it's everywhere. I hate that. Mm, the station across the city, nothing. they do it all the time. It means nothing. You could, if there's, when coaches get fired and they have their press conference, you could do a three-leg parlay that every show over there will say something about winning a press conference. Oh, we really want it. He really showed them that he's there to be there. And then not only that is the hilariousness comes from Vegas as if it can't get any worse. They bench Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. Now, Aiden O'Connell is their starter, who I do think is somewhat of a streamable option for those of you that have quarterbacks on by, like a Trevor Lawrence this week or a Jared Goff this week in deep leagues. Because what I just tell you. Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? What I just tell you, backups find the wide receiver one, and we know how disappointing that game was for Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams could have had 160 yards. I think he's going to have a monster (laughs) game. Yeah, like we're talking like – over receptions, over yards, anytime touchdown. Yep. Just do the Devontae three-leg parlay, boost that baby, and just win you some money. And then, and then today, they say, happy birthday, Jimmy G. The day after, the Raiders <laughs> decided to bench him. What a laughable franchise. <laughs> they're, as, they're about as laughable as, the, as, as his haircut. Mm. Yeah, he gets that Lloyd Christmas cut. Oh, my gosh. I mean, that's someone's got to tell him, right? Someone's had to have said something to him about that's that, That's a right? rich man. Like someone just strapped a bowl or a belt to his head and Mm -hmm. just went to town. Somebody says from the A16, Dustman. Get called that a lot. I'm fine with it. Think about this for a minute, though. Does Mark Davis, who grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth, who did nothing football related before his father died, RIP Al, know what he's doing? After Al passed, what did Mark think he was going to do? He wants that money, wants to keep rolling. Yet he is clueless, of course. I know nothing, but I swear this is what it looks like to me. No, no. No, no. You're dead on. There is no knowledgeable anything in the NFL that Mark Davis has done. Like he gave Devontae Adams all that money and paired him with his college quarterback and then didn't re-sign his college quarterback, went and let them sign Jimmy Garoppolo. Clueless. No, no, no. that, That ain't. That ain't far off, buddy. I swear to God, that's 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 there. That is there, but they are a laughable franchise. They are in Germany. The Chiefs have uh, wheels down. It is 1.31 in the morning in Germany right now. That's what it said on my phone. 
We'll give you some audio that's leading up to the game that is in Germany and Frankfurt on Sunday at 8.30 in the morning. For Julio Sanchez, I am Dusty Likens. You are continuing to listen to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Louisiana, murder on the beat, something for y'all to cut up to, you know, yeah, Pittsburgh leads 7-0, they score on their opening drive, um, Tennessee marching. They have the ball on the 22-yard line, first and 10. They've gone eight plays for 68 yards on four minutes of time of possession. So might have a little bit of an action. Three-quarters of that was uh, from penalties. Just yeah, so for sure. Yeah, there's been a lot of penalties on the Pittsburgh side. And a lot of trick plays. We've got uh, Wildcat by Derrick Henry. Uh-huh. Did a Statue of Liberty type play. They're just they're, they're pulling it all out on this, uh, this first drive. Uh-huh. You know? It's fine. It's it's sustainable, you know? Oh, I guess they just took off for Germany. Okay. I was confused because I looked at the time of Germany, and then I saw that, like, the Chiefs, like, social media had, like, shown something. And I was like, well, if it's one in the morning, then Patrick Mahomes shouldn't be walking to the plane with sun in the sky. So my bad there. From the 816. They literally just took off. Literally just took off. My bad. Literally? Mm-hmm. Apparently... <laughs> well, that's funny from, from the 913. Mark Chris Davis has more. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Um, somebody says from the 816, you might as well sell, get your money that way. Unless it was an Al's will, he's not allowed to sell anything. Yeah, I don't know. I know Tom Brady's like a part owner. Didn't they veto that? They did veto it? I thought he was a part of the Raiders. I thought they vetoed. Mm. I also saw somewhere that, like, Caleb Williams said that whenever he gets drafted, he wants to be part owner of, like, a team. Like, that's, Never going to happen. That's never going to happen. Can't, you, can't, you can't do that anyways. You can't own part of a team and play for a team. Why does what Legally if it speaking, work, it cannot be Like, done. what if it doesn't work out? It's just dumb. Yeah. Like, I was talking to a buddy of mine, like, let's say you're, like, in an interview for a job. Let's say you're in construction and J.E. Dunn sits you down. And they're like, you know, all right, we've asked you questions. Do you have any, you know, anything for us? Yeah, um, I'd like a little bit of ownership in the company. No? You've literally not worked one day for this company, let alone do we know if you're invested whatsoever? I just, that's hilarious. Uh, some audio from this week, and we'll do some more tomorrow night as we wrap up the audio that is. Uh, the Chiefs headed to Germany. This was uh, Andy Reid on going to Germany. It's annoying. It's like the Super Bowl that way. It's constant noise. So it's uh, not for one team or the other team. It's just, and it's normally loud. Uh, it's not just a buzz. So, and you listen to the soccer matches that they have, and it's loud. It's, it's very, very similar to that. So you've got to, you know, you got to make sure you've, you're aware of that before you get there. Um, you know, we've, we've done everything. We've had people visit over there to check the fields and the hotels and all those things. So, uh, and the people have been great from Germany. 
on uh, their hospitality with that. So, I, you know, we look forward to getting over there and just kind of settling in. I think as humans, we all like to get a little settled in, and so we'll do that uh, with the couple days that we have. So that Andy Reid on going to Germany and the, the situation, this was Andy Reid on the turf in Germany. Yeah, so actually we had that when I was in Philadelphia where they inject the artificial turf within the grass and it worked fine. So I, listen, that, that's uh, football's huge here for us. Soccer's uh, real big there and they make sure those fields are nice. And so I, I don't think that will be I don't think it'll be a problem. Of injury note, uh, Willie Gay was a limited practice today, and Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not making the trip due to an illness. So for those of you that are uh, not on Team Clyde, uh, he will not be there. Um, Tyreek Hill obviously speaking to the media and having his, um, you know, whatever it may be, this was what he had to say about facing former team in the Kansas City Chiefs. But um yeah man, it's just just a uh just another opportunity for me to play the game that I love. Um obviously it'll be against, you know, um Kansas City Chiefs, but you know um, I, I'm gonna treat this week just like it's any other week. That's a lie. Tyreek Hill is lying to your face. He is not treating this week like it's any other week. This is Tyreek Hill's Christmas, New Year's, Thanksgiving, Oktoberfest, Super Bowl He's been waiting for this game, as he should have been. I anticipate him to have all, you know, the juices flowing in this game. And then this is what he had to say when it comes to what he plans to do to the Chiefs. It doesn't really matter what, where we play at. I mean, obviously, it would have been great to play in KC, but it, it really doesn't matter where we play at. You feel me? They're going to get this work wherever, though. Okay. Look, y'all ready to use that. So apparently it does matter where they play because he said that he would rather have played in Kansas City. Answers his own question with a question. And either way, they're going to get this work. So that was Tyree Kill, Andy Reid on the buildup to what is Jeremy. We'll put together some of the better sound bites for tomorrow night as we wrap up what is a week of preparation for this game that is the kickoff to the regular season for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, Pittsburgh 7, Tennessee 0, three minutes left in the first quarter. We'll keep you updated on that. AFC battle, um, and on the other side, Tim Brown was on the drive. That Tim Brown. And he had a little bit of something to say about the Chiefs offense or the Miami offense and Tyreek Hill and what kind of player he is. We play you a couple cuts of that, and we explain why we think he is right slash wrong about certain things. But he is a former Notre Dame wide receiver, Hall of Fame football player, Tim Brown. That's on the other side on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. I feel like maybe we should have bet the under on this game, but it was 37. So it's already at 10 as Tennessee had six penalties go in their favor, at least. That first drive was was brutal. Brutal. That was sick, what, six penalties and probably four trick plays? Mm -hmm. They got three points out of it. Yeah. Brutal. Yep. As Pittsburgh goes three and out, now they'll punt. Uh, Will Levis, I believe, has 12 yards passing. 
and is averaging 2.4 a reception and has yet to find DeAndre Hopkins. Not good for the parlay. Not good. Three of five, 12 yards. Kenny Pickett, five of nine, 82. Derrick Henry, four for 12. Najee Harris, two carries, 14 yards, and a tutty for those of you that are still playing Najee Harris in your fantasy leagues. Uh, Deontay Johnson does have two catches for 32, so sorry, George Pickens owners. Dusty, you see him in the house. Go Mules, no doubt about it. I forgot that we had a uh, sports equinox this week. Every major sport was playing on one single night. Basketball, baseball, football, hockey. Soccer. Yeah. Are you – so I have a question because we had this topic the other night on Tuesday. Grant Nicholson was here, big soccer guy. Are you going to be ready for that St. Louis Sporting KC game Sunday night? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to be now after, after that last match. I mean – Yeah, well, they went 4-1. Yeah. That was, uh, that was exciting. Home game, chance to uh, to knock them out of the playoffs, number one seed. Rivalry? I mean, how can you not pay attention? I mean, So if, it is already a rivalry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because 100%. it's St. Louis, Kansas City? Yeah, 100%. I'm kind of upset that it's not aggregate scoring. Obviously, with a 4-1 win, you you can use hindsight Would've there. It made but, things a little easier for us, but, you know. A little. A little. Different format this year. Different format. That is fair. Um if you missed it, you can download the Odyssey app, which I know it can be frustrating for a lot of people at sometimes, but still download it, download this show, tell your friends about it. You know, I like the, uh, no overtime straight to PK. That's rule. cool. I yeah. Like no that. extra time. Yeah. Sometimes it gets dragged out a little bit. So, mm-hmm. um, but Tim Brown, hall of fame wide receiver, uh, Heisman trophy winner out of Notre Dame. Um, he was on the drive today with Rob Brenton and Carrington Harrison, and he had a couple of quotes on there um, that I want to play and then react to. This is the first one, which is on the emotions that might be occurring in a game like this, because we obviously know the background story. It's weird, man. I don't know if I can I don't know if it's a, a better word than that, especially for me, because you know I had put 16 years in with the Raiders, and to go back and play a game there as an opponent was extremely weird for me. You know, everything I did, everything opposite, right? that I had done for many years, you know, the, go to the left instead of the right, go go on this sideline instead of that sideline. So that was a little bit of an issue for me. But, you know, once you get on the field, man, it becomes football. And I found myself, like, giving guys, you know, the same guys I worked in practice, you know, you work them on the field. It's like, hey, man, you need to make sure, <laughs> you know, you still try to encourage these guys and try to help them out. So, uh, but, you know, I think for Tyreek it's a little different. You know, he's um, – He's in the middle of his career right now, and he's got a lot to accomplish. So I'm sure he'll be super focused on what he's got to do and getting everything done. And when he continued on in that conversation about what Tyreek Hill is and who Tyreek Hill is. Yeah, the guy is absolutely scary, man. You know, I mean, I don't know as a defense how you even prepare for him, you know, uh, without talking about three guys on it. You know, <laughs> you know Junior Seau told me back in the day that when I broke the huddle, they had four guys watching me, right? And it depends on which way I release one or two or three guys would, you know, would go the other way. But, but, and if, if that's the case with me, I, I don't know how many guys could be watching Tyreek, you know, when he breaks the huddle, because you just don't know what he's, what he's going to do. And you know what he's capable of, but how do you stop it? I, I don't know if it's possible at this point. And last but not least, his opinion on what this Miami offense is against this Chiefs defense. Well, I mean, but you you can't you can't say that, you know what I mean? Well, you, you can't say without Tyreek Hill, you know what I mean? Because 
he is the offense. I mean, he's the reason why this offense goes the way it goes, you know. So if he's not in, you know, Waddle is a great player, you know, no doubt about it. And uh, he, he has the ability to um, to explode also. But uh, but if you take those players away, it's like when you, you took two away last year. What happened to them? You know, they struggled a little bit. So, I mean, that's what the NFL is. It's, it's always been about players. you got to have players to make this thing happen. And right now everybody's healthy. Everybody's playing good football. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, of course, they're, they're doing some unique things as far as, as far as the analytics and all that goes. And that really keeps defenses off, battle, off, off uh, balance because you don't know when they're going to kick the ball when they go go for it. It does they can be on their own twenty five they're going for it these days, you know. So uh, I just think with all those things in play, man, and with the playmakers that they have, you know, um they they they're gonna be tough to beat, no doubt about that. Agree with a lot of what he says. Actually I agree with almost everything that he says. And the thing that I, I want to see kind of develop in this game is and I don't know if you ever played, you know, youth sports or high school sports, we all grew up with friends that would either play on an opposing team or you were friends with somebody that went to a different high school and then when you played them, you know, you would do one of two things. You would try to elevate your gameplay or amplify who you were because you wanted to prove to person X that you were there and they knew you were there and you wanted to be special. And that happens quite often in a lot of sports, men's and women's. And one of two things can happen, right? The team that is preparing for it can over-prepare or be overly cautious or, you know, overthink what they really need to do. I don't think I'm worried about that for this Chiefs defense and their coaching staff, right? Like, Spagnola knows exactly who Tyreek Hill is, what he is. Now, he's obviously a freak of talent, probably a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and one of the best we've ever seen play that position with every tool and asset that he carries and makes it work. Not the tallest guy, not the biggest guy, but he's the fastest guy. He can track anything down, and he can separate from anyone in the league, and it's not even fair. So I give Tyree Kill his respect where it's given. But the opposite could be said for Tyree Kill. And as Tim Brown explained as he was on the drive today with Carrington Harrison and Rob Brenton, as he explains, you know, when he was older in his career, went to a different sideline, that sort of emotion before the game kind of goes off, like, we're going to see video, right? You're going to see video of Tyreek Hill coming over, talking to 87, talking to 15, talking to 12, hugging Andy Reid, having all his, you know, his reunion. And the other thing that's, also different when it comes to there. There we go, Levis. The other thing that's different when it comes to the situation with Tyree Kill is that he could want it too much. And I know that sounds like having too much money or too much fun. You can never want something too much. Yes, you can. And when you do, you can get out of pocket, as the kids say these days, or you can get out of character. And I believe that could be true for Tyree Kill. You want to be something better than you already are, which is great and you push yourself or you put a much, uh, too much pressure on your shoulders to be somebody that's more than Tyreek Hill, which you don't need. Because I'd honestly love to have an argument right now since Justin Jefferson's not playing. Right now in this season, would you rather have as your wide receiver one Tyreek Hill or A.J. Brown? Tyreek Hill has a really good chance at winning Offensive Player of the Year. Probably should win Offensive Player of the Year. Probably will 
win Offensive Player of the Year. But the thing about a team playing a, you know, a former friend now foe, who's been very vocal and very overly modulated about how he feels about this team, but then kind of retracts his statements every once in a while. I'm like, oh, I love those guys, but I'm gonna, you know, bring the, I'm gonna bring the business. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cook them up. I don't care where we play. You know, kind of going full Michael Beasley against Kansas back in the day. It can cause an effect in both ways. And where I tend to lean, which you're going to think, oh, here he is, bias Dusty. I just tend to think that the Chiefs aren't as concerned about Tyreek Hill as Tyreek Hill is concerned about the Kansas City Chiefs. And I hear what Tim Brown's saying. I understand what he's saying. Like, once football starts, all that goes out the window. I don't know if that's necessarily the case for Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill, if he had a diary would write down, I want 16 for 195 and three against Kansas City. Now, maybe that's a bit egregious. Maybe he's got, I want 12 for 190 and two touchdowns. I want to make them feel it. Whereas the Chiefs are like, yeah, we know what 10 is. We know what 17 is. We got to stop 31. We also got to stop five. There's more than just one player on the field. There's more than just one thing that's going to happen in this game Sunday, and it depends on who lets it weigh on their shoulders more, and I would tend to believe that Tyreek Hill who is the crushed ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, has got more revenge in his sight than the Chiefs do in theirs. Chiefs already won a Super Bowl without him. Chiefs already had the number one offense without him. Chiefs already had the MVP of the league without him. Live rent-free in someone else's head and see the success thrive from what that is. Eight o'clock is approaching, which means we do the out-of-left-field question. As always, I will give it to you before the break. This week's, or tonight's, out-of-left-field question, I am always fear that it's going to get sexual. I always fear that on this show. And this is after hours, so if you're with your children, I apologize. It's not me. It's the text line. Text line, you got to own that. What's something about you that's gotten better with time? That is the out-of-left-field question. What is something about you that has gotten better with time? 913-586-7610. That's the Jay Southland Toe Service text line. The question is, what is something about you that's gotten better with time? We do the out-of-left-field question on the other side with Julio Sanchez and Dusty Likens. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.